Communicating in what? In all emojis. Well, emoji the, is the whole po- the whole podcast is just an emoji. You know, it's just. I mean, is that? A, I mean, how are we gonna? I mean, it would have to. How do we do that in an audio? <laughs> like, how do we make like emojis audio? Do we just say smiley face, frowny face, smiley face? Like, <laughs> would, would would there be no way this would get on? That would get on SoundCloud. I mean, that would get on SoundCloud, but we poop emoji, poop, poop emoji, emoji, poop emoji, smiley emoji, frown emoji, smiley emoji. Wince emoji, crazy emoji, crazy emoji. All right, let's play some music and get this podcast started. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, folks. Welcome to Karate Without Belts. I'm John. And I'm Jeremy. We have no idea what to talk about today. (laughs) Because there's absolutely nothing important going on in the world as we're recording this, because we're not going to date the podcast anymore, apparently, for business purposes, purely. There's nothing controversial going on. It's a normal year. Everyone's in good health. You know, there's nothing running around. There's no great political strife. There's no great, you know, societal upheaval. Everything's good, right, Jeremy? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Jeremy gets all of his news from 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 the dystopian Mad Max future of of, of Australia. <laughs> that beam down. Uh, hey, hey, you know what? I mean. Jim Bob's news channel out of the Ozarks. I'm telling you what, that's, I mean, that'd you know, you start, be a very good. I mean, that'd be a good start, move. That'd be a good you move. Start, you start off the newscast with a shotgun blast. I mean, you know, it's got to be real news. I mean, come on, man. So it's, it's all good. Jeremy, how you been doing, bud? Oh, man. Anyway, so it's all good. That's a good answer. You know, that, that and the, noodling catfish report i mean you know hey you can't go wrong with that either you know from three-fingered charlie so that's kind of you know it's all good so noodling catfish i feel like that would be a really good spin-off to this podcast <laughs> yeah i, I mean the, the, if nobody's ever if nobody knows what it is I, I don't know if it's a ozark thing or whatever but they go out to the Ozarks, so they'll put their fingers near the banks and they'll wiggle their fingers, hopefully that the catfish will think that it's an actual worm. They'll bite their fingers and they'll yank up a catfish without any line lures or anything else. And so, I mean, it's it's an art, but I mean, you know, sometimes you I lose mean, a finger. You're going to have a limited capacity there, uh, depending on how hungry you are versus how many fingers you're willing to lose. Exactly. There's a technique, fish spear technique. There's 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 a perfect little practical use for nun tea, I, th- I feel. Like, they, you spear the fish, get the cash for grow up close enough. Eventually, yeah. I do want to create a... You, you've seen big fish, right? <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. want to actually create, like, a karate version of big fish, where it's just, like, somebody talking about a black belt test that happened one time, and it's just some utter nonsense. It's getting complete bullshit. And to just make it up, this story, and it's just a student trying to help his sundowning teacher, and 
everyone convincing him that all of his lies are actually completely fine because everything else is terrible. Mm-hmm. So, just spitballing ideas. Jeremy, what have you been working on this week? I've actually been doing some Subarito training along with uh, Monji Sai. So that's been that's been pretty good. So that's good, Max. Yeah. The forearms your forearms must be happy. Well, yeah. In a couple of days they were they were not so happy, but today they're good. Yeah, well I'm not building that strength. I guess still gotta get one I still gotta get a Subarito. This week uh-huh. has been fighting insomnia. But today I did like thirteen kilometer run. So wasn't too bad. Wasn't too bad. This week has kicked off Bujin TV. So for anybody listening who doesn't know what that is, it's a new. So I like to say, I don't. I, is it weird for us to do a plug at the beginning, beginning of the podcast here? <laughs> I like to put it this way. I'm wondering if you. We'll try this out live and see see what you, see what you think. Bujin TV, a platform by martial artists for martial artists. Cool. It's got a lot of variety of stuff. We're on there. So it's will be on there by the end. And it, people like the service and platform. I mean, you know, stick with it. We're gonna put a, we're gonna put a promo code in the description. So give it a try. You can do it for like five weeks, and it's actually cheaper than Netflix. So, and if you like what we do, you're actually helping us out listening there. And if you like what we do, we're gonna put some more stuff on there, just as special special extra. Probably also premiering Three Finger Catfish, Jeremy's Jeremy spinoff podcast. But because <laughs> for the amount that we actually do talk on, like the time the times that we record, we could probably completely cut that as well and make it stitch together to a completely different podcast. Oh my! Anyway, we've been talking for probably twenty minutes, and Jeremy's already saying. <laughs> Today, what I thought we'd get into, and we'll maybe run a little little shorter or longer, depending upon how far this goes, but Jeremy brought up an interesting thing when he asked me what was the funnest lesson I'd ever done or had. And it got me, to a, got me to a point where I was thinking, is karate supposed to be fun? And is training supposed to be enjoyable? There's definitely a school of thought that is against that. Jeremy, I wanted to know what your thoughts were on that, and kind of maybe we can go into kind of that initial question you asked that way. To me, if you're doing the same thing all the time and you're 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 constantly under the gun all the time, doing very, I mean, very serious, very serious, very serious. I think I think part of that doesn't help with your overall training. I think you have to be in a complete different mindsets at all times. Sometimes very, very serious. Sometimes as if you're in a good mood. And w- one of the things I was thinking about as we were kind of talking about this was not, not to say, you know, this is the way it is. No, not, not that at all. Whenever you, you're not in a dojo ses- setting or, you know, training hall, what, you're training whatever, you're not always going to be out in public always i'm very serious i have to do this you know it's not you're not going to have that same mentality going out outside the training hall so i think sometimes it is good to kind of lighten some lessons up just for your mental stability not just inside your training hall but also outside because i mean there's going to be times you know you're going to have like well, hopefully one of these days we'll have like celebratory things. You know, you can go to 
you know, birthday dinners and different things like that with family and friends, you're not going to be on that straight edge all the time. So I, I think that's where the benefits of, you know, sometimes having lessons or, or training that's a little bit lighthearted as opposed to just, you know, being under the gun all the time. So, uh, that, and that's my thought. Right. And I think there's, uh, in your initial training, do you, do you feel there was ever anything like that? Or do you feel like it was more straight, everything had to be straight laced? I think. Because you came up at a different time than I did. And yeah. I think by the time I had started training, there had some of that had kind of gone away, but some of that had also like it very much changed. I, I would say it was really pretty strict until until I hit around an intermediate kind of Q rank. So I mean, it was kind of like I mean, make sure your basics are. So, I mean, boom, 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 boom. And then once you started putting basics with with kata with bogu with weapons with technique i think once once you're really interacting with pretty much everything i i think there there were times when things were a little little more lighthearted and hey what about the you know and you could kind of it kind of gave you a little bit more freedom to explore things and really figure out not just having somebody tell you why it didn't work but actually seeing for yourself why something didn't work oh okay this is why it doesn't work don't be stupid doing this okay got it okay so well and, it, and that goes into kind of the humanity of it because if you are karate training robot man and you're like exactly that you're karate training robot man th there's something to be said about the emotional range in which we train people right. I, I don't think it's actually really talked about it all that well and I have seen this with some of the older folks that, and some other, some people who do like law enforcement and stuff like that, where is that their emotional range is somewhat stunted by maybe older school views of just how, how that is, because you have to have these people, you know, process it. And then when you take that to where you're training just kind of regular people on the street, it doesn't combine, doesn't, it doesn't connect the same way. So yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I can definitely see the difference with the level set of training from that perspective. A lot of law enforcement personnel, I mean, they're, they're under the gun all the time. I mean, they are high stress, high activity careers all the time. I mean, even when they're off the clock, they're on the clock. So it's just. Well, and, 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 and we've. I guess this year has kind of shown that there's a, are some consequences to having that, to not managing that and not managing what that what that entails. I don't want to get into that, but you know, even even those people, even those guys need need to find a way of dealing with that. I honestly don't feel there's enough resources for them to deal with where they're at. What's funny is some people who've been talking about you know kind of what's going on is like. Well, what are you going to do? Let the police officers like only going to have police officers on for 40 day, 40 year or 40 weeks out of the year. I'm like, yeah, sure. Give them like 12 weeks off. Let them like deal with their deal with their stuff. Have like reserve guys on. That's just an idea. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, it's like when you put that kind of active, that kind of mindset on when you're training with 
people, like just kind of people that are bakers, your candlestick makers, those st- still exist, you know, like your every walks of life, people who walk into a dojo or even in a more personal setting where it's just your family or your friends, right? You yeah. People who do that as well. You know, I feel uh, even then that this is where there's a huge difference. And so without being able to express that emotional range to your students, they're not able to express that, that in their training. And if that doesn't show, then it's not going to pour out, if you know what I mean. I think having some lightheartedness in the dojo on some some lessons. Now, I, I, don't, I don't think it's good for your beginning belts, th- things like that. I, I don't think that's good because then you kind of set a pattern for them, for their learning capacity. And I don't think that's, that's always good. Well, I, you want to be able to be able to set a tone of this is serious. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And what did you say? There's, there's a difference between tone of seriousness, the intent of seriousness versus a constant tone. Well, yeah. And I mean, I mean, you can, you can definitely be serious intent-wise, but there's times to kind of you know, tamper back a little bit. Or I, I remember, um, I don't know why we were doing it, but I remember one night we were doing... This is not advised for anybody out there, um, but we were... This is the we were doing a, rental guidance board. Yeah, well, we, we were doing a nunchaku class, which... One can cause a lot of entertaining YouTube videos in and of itself, but somebody had broken out the Aomori, and so we were we we were drinking Aomori while we're doing a Nunchaku class, and those two. It's not a kids class, huh? Clearly, this was not a kids class. No, this was not a kids class. So it was. It became more entertaining than normal. So it was, uh, you know, a couple people were, you know, you know, doing figure eights, and all of a sudden, bam! You'd see somebody pop themselves inside of the head, or, you know, but a couple of them were so lit up they really didn't feel it. So I mean, that was that was quite the entertaining class. Now. Once again, I do not recommend doing that at all. But it, it was quite an entertaining class, and the, and there are, there are other things that that we've done. I think some of the more enjoyable classes or things that I got the most out of sometimes were just kind of stepping back and letting people kind of explore what what's possible. One, I think you learn at an immense rate, and then also you definitely get ideas on different things. Like one of the things we used to do was this. This is kind of odd. This was at Mike's dojo. Is we would do what we call, you know, just open hands, shadow boxing, sparring kind of deal. Where I mean, it wasn't you know full pads, but it was completely empty hand. There was no closed fist, so we were we we'd come in just try to do something different. We'd get into like a grab and you know get to a point. It's like okay, what are you gonna do? You know, one, two, three, done. You know, and you count something. We do stuff like that, or a lot of times you just change up training a little bit. One one of my favorite things was doing. Doing kata around the uh, Joe box, which, is, um, which for those of you who don't know, we mentioned it on here a couple times. But Joe, Joe box is when you take a Joe and you just make a box out of it. You got four Joe. Joe's supposed to be about what four feet, four feet 
yeah four four by four box yeah yeah and so you got a four by four box and you basically just do your training inside of that and well yeah i mean basically what you do is you're you're kind of going off you know like a plus sign and an x inside that box you know corner to corner you know mid side right. mid side and so basically you're doing each kata eight times you're hitting each one of those lines as your starting point and one of the reasons why i got started with it was this did not be room acclimated doing a kata which, which is something a lot of people end up doing and guess what i'm i'm guilty of doing that as well so you know it it happens but i mean that that was one of the best ways you know i i ever learned to break that i mean we we do that with weapons we did that with everything so you know when, once you got proficient with it go around joe box and do do your kata you know eight eight times or 16 times or whatever so i mean different different things like that so i guess what we're more getting into here is kind of less more about fun training and more of like lack of monotonous training and I mean, some, sometimes when you when you start doing that kind of stuff, I mean, you kind of have a little bit more, I guess, some ways a little bit more freedom to kind of do what you're doing. You know, you're not, okay, one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three. You know, it's more, okay, let's, let's do this, stuff like that. Change it up. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember another, another thing we used to do, at Robbie's school was we used to do bogu on a balance beam, and that changes things up entirely. Oh well, it's yeah, entirely new litigation. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, no. Now, granted, I mean your balance beam was not four feet off the, off the floor. It was only it was maybe six inches off the floor, but still, I mean you you definitely had to have quite a bit of balance. You had to have I mean, it was it was good training, so and it was fun, you know. So, I think it goes into something that a lot of people hear, or something we kind of see in the principle and like the kokoroe uh, or guiding principles is that it's like, you know, use the training tools. Don't be don't be stuck in one thing. And I think there there's where people find their people feel like they're hitting their limitations or they're hitting a kind of a wall on something. It generally means you need to do something different, or you need to find a new way of approaching it. Yeah. And, and I think that can go into what you're talking about, is just doing something different or doing a different approach to it. Another way of going about it is just having a different attitude towards it. Right. Where, it's, where it's, you know, I think is the best way to put this is where I've seen a karate class where it was taught by a, the main teacher of the school. And that teacher of the school was teaching the kids and was teaching the adults and he was doing it the exact same way. There was absolutely no calisthenics. There was absolutely no uh, anything. It was just forms, 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 yakusoku forms, 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 yakusoku forms, 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 the end. Like, it was very clear that the guy knew what he was doing or knew what he wanted to do and in no way was helping any of his students. Well, except for, except for that limited scope. Then you got this this other guy in there who I guess was just an assistant teacher. I don't know. This was a kid, mind you, this was most like kids' class that I was watching. 
But then uh, this this other guy, this I guess kind of younger guy, goes in there and he starts to have him doing like push ups and sit ups and just has him do like fun stuff and like like just to just do like run back and forth into the dojo, uh, you know, trying to do like this and that. And somebody can say that's just kids stuff. I think that's where the maybe the criticism of that would be, where that's kids stuff when it's when you're doing a real you know, strong, blah, blah. Yeah, that's all right and all. Like, you you need to have, I guess, a core of stuff you know you need to accomplish or you need to work on. How you get there, on the other hand, can be anyone, is anyone's business. Yeah. Right? Where it's like, if you do have that variable training, I think where people talk about calisthenics in class, we can even talk about it in that regards, right? What do you think? Do you think, it, what would be the best time to do calisthenics, before class or after class? Or before, oh. like, before proper proper karate training as it's in its own or after that <laughs> i'm kind of a little bit different on that i i definitely see the benefit of doing it before definitely 100 percent. now why do you say that I, I i just see it warms you up and therefore you're you're warmed up you're you're ready to go i mean it's your muscles aren't so stiff as you're trying to do things but I forget who it was. Somebody I was learning with, I don't, I can't remember who it was. But anyway, one of the things they said is, you know, don't ever do cal, don't ever do cal snakes. Just come in straight, straight off the street and just go. Interesting. What was their reason? And, and the reason why, you know, and I asked them, they're like, how many times do you stretch before you go out, you know, out in public? And I'm like, you know, a lot of times I'd, I'd stretch, you know, in the morning and stuff. Yeah, but by the time you go out in public, a lot of times you're usually no longer stretched out. So, therefore, you're going straight out in public. So, are are you warmed up? Are you, you know, and so they brought a little bit of reality to, to that conversation. You're like, okay, I, I can kind of see that. But as I get older... And older, and I feel older today. But anyway, I, I'm I'm really starting to see. Yeah, probably stretching out's a little bit beneficial before you start any 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 type of training. So, I would agree with that entirely. I think, I, and I think, kind of to make the separation there, where it's like you can stretch, right? Stretching and, and kind of warming up your muscles, right? Yeah, that's one thing. But I think, like, kind of, I think you're. I'm thinking more in terms of like hardcore push-up, sit-up, whatever squats or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I would say, because I've seen both arguments for this, I've seen it played out in different ways. Where, uh, you know, you can do do what people tend to do is that they do the push-ups and the sit-ups and the jumping jacks and all that stuff prior to doing the karate. And that can be good to a degree, but it generally generally feels rushed. Yeah. Because they want to get through all that, and people like will be able to really do push-ups really well, or won't be able to do push-ups really well, or won't be able to, but we'll kind of flum through it. And then they'll, they'll get to the karate stuff, and they'll possibly be too tired to do the karate stuff. Possibly, you know, depending on the person's fitness. Yeah. And the other... Everyone gets to hear my squeaky chair. So for everyone who didn't, because no one can actually see 
this podcast, but Jeremy actually stood more or less every podcast he's done, and I've been sitting down every podcast we've ever done. So, somebody's here in this my squeaky chair. I'm sorry, but you know Jeremy's a trooper, and he just he like he's like I'm gonna man stand for. <laughs> no, it's just my setup. That's it. So yeah. that's all it is. So. I just thought it'd be interesting to point out. But uh, the, the the other argument I've, I've seen for that is doing this stuff afterwards, you can focus on doing it right. Because you've gotten through all the karate stuff, you've gotten through all that type of training. Possibly you're tired, possibly you're not. But then after that, you can actually work on your muscles and work on you know muscle hitting muscle groups with full intensity because you don't have to worry about anything after class. It's hopefully not, but like you don't have to worry about actually working on more stuff for karate that is so you know there's two arguments in that direction but you can use either to test either thing so and i think that goes into the, the question of enjoyability right because Absolutely. should we not enjoy our training and i don't mean in just saying let's just kick back and enjoy because with karate there is no kicking back and enjoying or just kicking back as it were yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. I've. I don't know. It, it. It's kind of hard to explain. But sometimes, whenever I've taught a class or in the middle of a seminar or something like that, and I notice when well, I notice things are getting just seems to be too serious, and people aren't moving forward with the lessons at hand. Sometimes breaking things up isn't a bad thing. I'll, I'll never forget this. We're we're down in we're down in New Zealand, doing doing working on their summer camp, or working with their summer camp people and stuff. Shout out to our Kiwi peeps. Yeah, go Kiwis. Go all blacks. Go all blacks. Yes. We have a stake in that. Oh, oh. It's our only stake in all blacks. Because do we do we like any other? Uh, what is it? I don't want to say rugby. the cross. Rass rugby. Rugby. Um, Lately, forgot about it because we haven't had any like real sports in a year. I mean, you you know, I, I, I'm always a fan of the All Blacks, but I, I do enjoy watching uh, some other teams. Um, over the last Rugby World Cup, I I really did. I, please don't kill me from everybody from New Zealand, but I was really wa- enjoying watching uh, the Wales team play. I I. Really, kind of enjoyed them, but um, I got you on social media. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, all right. I'm, I, I I enjoy watching them play. I I just thought they were, they they played very well, but but that was me too. So I I since here in, here in the states we don't get much rugby. So I mean, if if I get to see like a high school match, I'll watch it. So anyway, so it's kind of, so anyway. This is better depression on rugby. Well, I. Look, I'd re- I wish they'd play that other than NFL. So anyway, but that's just me. So I mean, and and I'm living here in the world champion Kansas City Chiefs. You know, yeah, go Chiefs. All right, whatever. So all right. <laughs> so, Remember, some people think Gritty saved America. So yeah, whatever. Uh, we're we're down in New Zealand working in their summer camp and stuff, and I mean, everybody's just so serious about whatever they're working. I mean, I don't even remember what they were working on. And all of a sudden, I just let out just the loudest 
Bruce Lee kind of, I mean, just everybody freaked. I mean, it, it, it was like I scared every single person, which was probably about 100, 150 people in that building, just scared them. I thought they almost peed their pants. And it's like, okay, everybody relax. Let's get back to it. Okay. Let's, you know, just relax a little bit. You know, and everybody started laughing about it. But what was funny is, you know, people were starting after that, people were actually starting to get what was being taught. You know, they just needed to relax a little bit. You know, so, so sometimes you need that. Right. And I think, what is it? The, the best teachers, I think, know when to know when to implement that. Yeah. Like if you if you have a good teacher, and I think this is not saying that anybody who's like more of a hard nosed teacher is bad if they don't know. Even if those those guys know how to best implement, you know, a strong a stern side of a personality, and uh, you know, a, a more mellow side of their personality. I would say as they get older, they tend to, to tend to allow, allow the mellow side to to come out, and possibly. Um, Maybe a bit too much sometimes, sometimes right? Because yeah. there there can be too much of it, where yeah. no one takes it seriously and everyone just doesn't doesn't seem to care or isn't isn't training hard or or seriously at all. And I think there there's a balance to be struck there between. I think this is kind of how I I view what we're doing here, and I think how I just view karate now in general, or I think it's most things is that you know, things seriously but you have to like treat it as a joke you know what i mean where it's like you can't can this thing can t- turn over into a joke in a second that's yeah. okay uh because that's life right you can your life can go from being a tragedy to being a farce uh to being a comedy in in a split second right training is exactly the same way yeah, yeah. that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world and depending upon what you're working on, it depends on the level of seriousness. You need to be be either extremely attentive or or basically, okay, I can kind of let up a little bit on this or whatever. Like if you're working with somebody on technique, you better have your head in the game. You better be pretty serious because either you can get hurt or you can hurt someone else. Or sparring, which is... yeah. That's even more. I mean, especially going full contact, you only get it. You do not want to get knocked out because you weren't paying attention because you weren't taken seriously. But that being yeah. said, I think some of the best times you have is when you are engaged, you're having a good time, and you're like you feel like you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like you feel like you're actually doing karate. And I, I think also I, I've noticed. Certain classes that are really, really, I don't know, really, really awesome seemed to be when everybody was connected and everybody was on that same page. Yes, yes, and that's magic. There's, there's a certain, there's a certain kind of alchemy, a certain sort of chemistry. I feel that needs to be, and no, knowing how to do that's hard. I, I would, I would say probably. I wouldn't say probably Sensei Oyata was an expert at that. But I, I think he truly was. He he knew when everybody was coming together. I, that, was, that was one of the things I, I picked up from him. 
he he was very good at doing that and then once once he had everybody on the same page then i i think that's when he was really then he was given whatever he wanted to give at that point just you know just go 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 and so that that's my experience you know other people probably have a different experience but that that because looking back at some of the seminars that i i attended it it really seemed like okay i noticed he really started teaching a lot of stuff at this point why everybody was together everybody was on the same page so well i think that's just kind of happy social i don't want to say it was happy social accident but i think he's you know anyone is able to do that and speaking as somebody you know i'm in the teaching profession professionally um you're a you're you're a teacher sometimes and you know classes right <laughs> not much anymore but yeah. but yeah. you have and i think like everyone has that experience is when you feel like the whole room actually can get can absorb more and then you actually have a freedom to kind of let more out yeah right because if you can't if you don't feel like you can't because the other side of that is that if people aren't enjoying themselves and they're unengaged you can do you can try to open up the floodgates as much as possible and nothing's going in i think that's when the instructor has to part of it or what's worked for me is actually actually giving personal experience it seems like you that are kind of old leadership joke from leadership seminar was you know tell one on yourself you know if, if you kind of tell kind of something you know something that's happened to you in the past or some experience you've had people start to kind of listen it seems to get their attention a little bit quicker so yeah i 100 and i think people form around a narrative yeah, and knowing that, but I think it also shows a little bit of vulnerability from the instructor himself, as opposed to uh, one of the terms in you know in the colleges like, do you have a actual professor or do you have a sage on the stage? You know, I am, I am this, I am that, or you know, you're you're an absolute moron because you can't relate to anybody. That's a problem. So. Well, and that's the thing is where we get it get the engagement from that vulnerability and that builds a better relationship with the students and it gives you the better better ability to teach yeah and, and it goes back to hey it's a fun class hey it's 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 fun hey yeah, yeah we can go back there and, and enjoy this hey that guy's good and i think just even like that idea in itself is what i think gets people to come back to to doing things I don't go into my profession that much because I don't talk about my business, okay? But what I what I do, what I keep on hearing, especially in my profession, is that the reason why people don't pick up a language is because they don't enjoy it. And what I constantly see in my profession is people not getting, not learning that lesson, and 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 making people hate it, right? I make yeah. if you make people hate it, you're gonna make people hate you, yeah. yeah. From especially from a martial arts perspective, if you're talking from running a dojo, you don't want that. No, no, no. for a lot of reasons, and you do yeah, not, yeah. you do not want resentment. You do not want boredom, right? And no, you no. want and, and enjoyment. I, I feel is an ingredient to help people grow. Not always, and, no, no. 
and and the the dangerous side of that can also be is people are going there for entertainment. True. And so you do don't want that to happen. So finding that balance. I mean, I mean if if it happens, be able to manage around it. Right. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've definitely seen my my share of. I I don't mean to sound mean, but kind of soccer mom karate. Yeah, I mean, and and, and and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like, oh well, I do I do this little thing karate thing, and I go over here, and then Tuesday I got the Pilates class, and then on on Friday night I do a knitting class, and over here is this and book club, and you know it's like okay, you're filling up your schedule. She's got book club, knitting, karate, and Pilates. It's interesting. <laughs> when is she taking care of her kids? Um, where's the well, dad? Oh. Well, they're always at soccer. No, anyway, sorry. That's no, all right. That's it's, all, it. it's all good. I mean, and I, I mean that very light, very lighthearted. It, it wasn't, wasn't. I'm not trying to be PC or anything. It's just just kind of a lighthearted thing. But I've seen that from time to time where people just try to fill their schedule with something. Just like, are you really getting anything out of this? You know, and and so they they look at it as a thing. But you know, and and sometimes they're having fun, and sometimes they're not. So, well, and and I think that's that's where I see it see it as being able to bring. You know, all sorts in is when you're able to to take that get that person and make them enjoy it and then enjoyment is the path is a pathway to understanding it's not always but i mean it is a, it is a pathway to understanding if you enjoy something and you want to learn more about it or if you enjoy something and want to support it that's not bad no it, it's, it's not it's not bad just sometimes sometimes it gets a little frustrating but it can, it can, it can. I would, I, I would agree with that. But it, it, it doesn't mean. I think that this is if you don't, if you don't understand why that needs to be. If you're one of those people who feels the need to constantly make it, you know, prison tough karate or something like that. Where, <laughs> I think I got, I think I got around that one. I think I got around that one all right. But if you're trying to be like hard brand karate or whatever, and we're only gonna have the most badass people in here, no one else will will come in here. You're gonna be, we're gonna take this mush and turn it into muscle and all that other stuff. I mean, that's okay. You maybe we'll see what you get. And I think that's maybe where the MMA crowd has gone, because you don't. Because it's funny we talk about this with with karate, but when it comes to that stuff, that just completely goes up the window. Yeah. At least to a lot, to a degree, all the degrees I've seen. Yeah, yeah, definitely to a point. So, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I think if you're enjoying something and you feel it's benefiting you, you feel like you can contribute something to it. That's good. And if you're a teacher who doesn't understand why they're why people aren't enjoying it, maybe you need to take a look at why people enjoy other people's stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Cool. Anything you want you want to kind of say as a wrap up? No, I mean, I don't know. I'm, you know, go back and look at, you know, 30 years of training and stuff. And 
looking at some of the fun lessons that I've been a part of, looking at just some of the real good, interesting things that I learned along the way. I mean, even stuff in when I went to Okinawa or, or you know, just training with certain people. It's just been been an interesting journey along the way. I'll say that much. So, you know, I think if I wouldn't have had fun along the way, it definitely wouldn't be. I don't think I would have been training for 30 years. That's for sure. So, well, then I think the best way to cap, to cap this off is just say, enjoy the journey. Absolutely. Cool, cool, cool. So, Jeremy, what are you working on this week? I'm going to go back to Subrito, uh, Manji Sai, and Nahanchi Katas. I'm going to go back to doing that this week. So, it's been, uh, maybe throw in throwing some Sai work as well. Just Not just Manji Sai, also Sai work as well. So. I might get Manji Sai before this, this year is out. I don't know. <laughs> so, I depends if I can get on a boat somewhere without fear of deadly disease, which constantly, 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 constantly weighing the, weighing the uh, pros and cons over. Uh, but for me this week, I'm outside of attempting to get better shoes. I'm going to maybe try to make a Joe box. That's cool. That might be something we should, we do eventually is show people how to do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Just to maybe plug this at the end again, uh, check out Bujin TV. We're on there. If you like us, Jeremy has executive produced at least three shows that are going to be on the way. Executive produced. You didn't have to do anything. You just put your name on it. Oh, okay. Cool. Right. What do you think all these other streaming shows do? <laughs> all right. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Some shows we enjoy have like nine executive producers. Okay, or, that works. Or 21 executive producers. What are you think 21 people do anything? No. There's like probably the two people who actually do the work and then 21 people get paid. Okay. No, that works. Just put me at the bottom of the list. I'm good. So. All right, folks. Well, thanks for listening. And as always, keep training.